What's up? I'm Tyler. And I'm Dakota. And this is the Bourbon and Business Podcast. Where we interview successful businessmen and women to let you in on why success doesn't have a single formula to follow. We also have a little bourbon tasting along the way, because why not? Why not? Why not? So guys, please enjoy this episode and let us know your thoughts at Bourbon and Business Podcast on Instagram. Coming to you from the Bourbon and Business Studio here in the Whisper Lake Clubhouse, part of the Randy Watkins Golf Group, I'm Tyler. And I'm Dakota. And this is the Bourbon and Business Podcast. How's it going today, Dakota? Fantastic, Tyler. Good to see you this morning. Glad Likewise. to be drinking a little bourbon with you early always, this morning. Always. What time we got? 11.08, so it's yep. afternoon almost. But you want to introduce our guest for us today? Yeah. So today we have a special guest. This is Gabby Nuzo. She is the Senior Vice President of Economic Development for the Greater Jackson Alliance. And Gabby, it's a pleasure to have you today. Thank you all for having me on. Glad to have you. And what whiskey do you have for us? Today we have Old Camp. This is a peach pecan whiskey. Glad you said pecan because I didn't read that on there. (laughs) Yep, Old Camp USA. Um, It's got a howling wolf on the bottle, which is cool. Uh, It's a 70 proof, so 35% alcohol by volume. And it's, I mean, it is very peach, just very based sweet. off the smell of it. There's a lot going on. I just taste. Adam, how much was this bottle? Eighteen bucks. Eighteen dollars. Okay. So not bad. I mean, it's a good whiskey. Um, a lot going on with it. Um, I'm probably going to rate it at a five point eight, <laughs> and that it's mainly because I'm just not. I don't. It's too little, too sweet for me. But if you like sweet stuff. This may be the whiskey for you. 5.8, okay. Sorry. A good whiskey at 5.8. You got it. Well, I mean, 5.8 is not bad. 18 bucks isn't bad at all. I've had way worse than the 5.8. So. Okay, okay. <laughs> we'll have to talk about that at some point. So. Well, Gabby, we'd like to start this out. Just tell us a little bit about where you're from, where you grew up, and how you got into economic development. Okay. Well, I'm from Jackson, Mississippi, and then went to Ole Miss, you know, and then came back, went to Millsaps for my MBA, and had an internship in community development. And I was like, this is really cool. You know, I actually feel like I'm giving back to something. And found MDA literally through a Google search, which is the Mississippi Development Authority. And contacted them and was like, I would love to work here. And my boss at the time, she was always like, yeah, Gab harassed me to hire her because I followed up with her all the time. She was like, I think that would be a good, you know, quality there to have of a project manager. So I ended up working at the Mississippi Development Authority for the past four and a half years and then um, kind of was looking to expand my, like what I was doing a little bit. As a project manager at MDA, I was um, over all of the foreign offices that the state has and then was in charge of foreign direct investment recruitment. So working big projects that were looking at the state and that sort of thing, which was the best job ever. But again, wanted to kind of diversify my skill set a little bit. So this job where I am now with the Greater Jackson Alliance opened up and they approached me and asked if I wanted to apply and the rest is history. So I've been there, you know, for the past three months, I'd say, started in May, August. So so fairly new. Yeah. So fairly new trying to figure it out. Right. (laughs) But we'll get down. Well, glad to have you this morning. Kind of what pushed you in that direction as far as getting into the economic development side of things? Um, I think being from Mississippi, everybody, you know, like is from here and wants to leave. And I was the opposite. I was like, I'm obsessed with it here. Um, And so I was like, I want everybody to see how great it is. Um, And so, again, just 
you know, whenever I had that internship at Millsaps, I was like, well, this is really cool. I felt like I didn't know that this was an actual profession. And that's how a bunch of the people in the field kind of get into it. They're like, whoa, th- we didn't know that this was a profession of actually like bringing jobs and investment to an area. So, Well, much needed. We, yes, we, we much appreciated too. Yeah, and it's, it seems to be going well the past couple of years here in Mississippi. So I know, especially with the guests on. that we've had on. It kind yeah. of feels like there's just a lot of investment going on in Mississippi right now. Yeah. It's a hidden gem that people are starting to notice. It's crazy. And, um, you know, I think after COVID there was a bunch of – people wanting to kind of spread out a little bit. And um, I think, too, Governor Reeves is an amazing, like, economic development governor. He really puts it at the front of, um, you know, what he's doing. So I think having that, like, you know, businesses know that Mississippi's open for business and, you know, want to invest here. So, Well, what are your specific roles in the economic development? Um, And what are some major projects that maybe you've been a part of that you'd like to discuss? Uh, so in my current role, what I'm in charge of is uh, we're the regional economic development group. So I handle Hines County, Madison County, Rankin County, and Warren County. And so what I do is go out and try to promote sites and, um, you know, really the area. It was it came about, I think, like 20 years ago, this position of they were kind of looking around. They're like, wait, we, we, you know, if something lands in Madison County, Rankin County benefits, if something, you know, lands in Hines County, then Madison County will benefit and that sort of thing. So they're like, why don't we have one person that's really just in charge of the region? So I go out and meet with different companies and site selection consultants and that sort of thing to really try to, you know, I guess, advertise the strengths of this region. And so that's what I'm doing now. Whenever I was at MDA, like I said, I was in charge of all of the foreign direct investment projects and managing those offices, which at the time they had offices in Europe, um, in South Korea and Japan. So manage those. And I guess my, I'll, I mean, I was a part of a lot of different projects working at the state. Cause again, you cover all 82 counties. Um, but I guess the, my favorite project, cause it was, you know, I guess my first really hard project was, um, I landed the Milwaukee tool up in Grenada. So really, yeah. So that was a fun project to be a part of. I have seen that building being built and it yeah. is I mean, it was quite a feat. That thing is huge. So, I don't know. Like I said, that was just a cool – I was pretty young in my career, too, to get to work on that and, you know, um, getting to work with the locals and that sort of thing was just really fun. So, Well, I grew up not far from Grenada and one on a Mississippi, so I have a lot of friends and family that have benefited from Milwaukee, too. Yeah, well, good. (laughs) What are your current thoughts on the current state of economic development in Mississippi, and what do you kind of see – maybe over the next five years happening around here? I really think that, you know, again, there's so much activity right now. Um, A lot of what I focused on at the state was a lot of the EV battery type projects. And that's so big right now. And I think that people are really looking at Mississippi for that sort of type of project. And, um, you know, so I think that it's just going to keep getting better. I mean, we've had just such success all throughout the state in economic development the past couple of years. And I just don't see it slowing down at all. I think activity is at an all time high. Um, I mean, that's how it is all throughout the state. I think there's a lot of reshoring after COVID. And I think that a bunch of like 
companies in Europe are looking to expand into the United States because of energy prices over in Europe. So I think that there's, like I said, I don't think it's slowing down anytime soon. I know people keep talking about the recession <laughs> that's coming about and, you know, that may happen. But I think that as far as economic development and industrial recruitment, I think that we're, there's no slowing down anytime soon. What do you wish people knew from your position? Like, the average consumer, um, us, people who aren't necessarily super familiar with your role and what y'all do. What do you wish that like people knew about you and about the investment that is being made in Mississippi and, and how we can help? I guess a lot of people think that, you know, like they'll, especially in Mississippi, they'll see a farm, like a field and be like, oh yeah, well, that would be great for this. But they don't realize how much of a long game all of that is. You know, when companies are looking, they, yeah, obviously want to see you know, a green field or whatever, but they want to make sure that all the infrastructure is there. They want to make sure that the power is there. They want to make sure, you know, it's, there's so much that goes into preparing a site and, you know, that could take years. And I think that a lot of people see that and they're like, oh yeah, you can get that ready. And, you know, right now transformers are 18 months out. So, (laughs) you know, you may not be able to get the power there in, you know, two, three years or something. So I think that that's a, big I guess hurdle for the public is that they think that everything just happens really quickly and um, I think too a lot of people in Mississippi are like why are y'all still going after industrial development and that sort of thing but I mean that's really the backbone of the economy and you know one job you know I'll take Nissan for example whenever it located here I mean look at what has happened in Madison County I think that creating those type of jobs, you know, has such a ripple effect throughout the entire area. Um, and so just construction costs and that sort of thing. Um, I don't know. I think that people, that's, I guess the biggest, whenever I tell people what I, what I do, they're like, Oh, well, when are we getting a Trader Joe's? And I'm like, that's not really <laughs> what I'm in charge of. I'm strictly industrial. So, um, I'd say those two things. What would you say is appealing about Mississippi versus maybe, you know, we're seeing a lot of investment here. Uh, a lot of things are leaving California and maybe New York. Um, what is appealing about Mississippi to these companies now? Um, I really think the quality of life and just, you know, if you make $60,000 in Mississippi, you have a really good job and you can, that dollar stretches really far here. It doesn't, um, you know, if you're in California. And so I think that, you know, just we're a low-cost state, but also we're a smaller state. But I think that's really our biggest attribute is because, again, if somebody comes in here or locates, they can call, you know, you're one step removed from somebody who is making the decision. So, you know, companies locate here, they know that they're one phone call away from the governor. If they need to get into our congressional delegation in D.C., you know, it's one phone call away. And so I think that we're small and we're really connected. And so it just takes off a lot of the red tape and the bureaucracy that other bigger states have. So, you know, if you're a small to medium-sized company looking to come in, there's a lot less hurdles that you have to jump over, you know, and we think everybody is, you know, we show just, you know, everybody the same amount of attention, I guess, um, not just the big guys, so... Well, it's important, too, because, I mean, it's costly to go through that red tape because you're talking about time spent not accumulating sales of whatever product or service that you're selling, as well as hiring lawyers and attorneys to go through process. And it's like, well, this proceeding is going to take another eight months. Like, so I have to keep you on retainer for another eight months in case I need you. And it's like, yeah, you know, and the retainer fees are expensive. So that's it's very important that there's less red tape here. And you wouldn't think that 
be in a state of what are we now three and a half four million people something like that one of the smallest states in the nation as well as you know we're the poorest we're number hottest. one in a lot of no. huh? yeah. the hottest the hottest <laughs> not, not to mention not. a lot of you know uh bad subjects that you don't want to be number one in but we're also fantastic and it's, the people here are wonderful and it's we're the hospitality state you know we're that way for a reason right and it's always funny because we always say if we could just get people here because a lot of people you know Whenever they come here, they're like, oh, my gosh, I, this is completely different than I was expecting Mississippi to be. And everybody that comes here is like, I'm not leaving, you know. So I think that, again, we kind of have this everywhere in the state kind of has this collective of we're pushing for the same goal. I mean, even I was working a project and it was a really big what we would at the state called MMEIA, which is a project that has to get special legislation to go through. So like the recent steel mill that was that just announced and whenever I was working this project, people were saying, oh, yeah, in Indiana, you, well, you have to hire a lobbyist to get it through the, like, legislator approved. And I was like, that's crazy. And we showed a slide, and it was like, maybe two people opposed this investment. You know, everybody's trying to, like, go for the same thing in Mississippi. Mm-hmm. They don't, there's, you know, some of, well, when are we going to get something? But a lot of it is, hey, if this is locating up in the Golden Triangle area, that benefits Mississippi and we're for it, even if, you know, the people are from the coast. So I think that's a big, you know, selling point for Mississippi is that we're all kind of on the same page when it comes to economic development. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and just to let the rest of the world know, we do have roads here yeah. and automobiles. <laughs> yeah, we wear shoes. We have roads. We have running I won't water. Say, I won't say running water. We, well, we have running water. <laughs> it runs. Yeah. Yeah. But Sorry. the water, I mean, even the water situation is, it, I, I was working for the state whenever the Jackson water crisis hit and people were like, oh yeah, y'all are the state without water. And I was like, <laughs> oh my gosh. But I mean, and that's a big part of what I'm doing now is, you know, we've gotten $800 million from the federal government. The mm-hmm. water situation is getting fixed right. and that's not anything that, you know, I, I feel like we're a, getting past it but it was just years and years of neglect of yeah well and it's you know i mean it's unfortunate but it's one city in mississippi and you know i think for some reason the capital (laughs) but for some reason everyone thinks or you know has the mindset that all of mississippi now doesn't have running water right it's like that's not it's not the case exactly exactly. i was telling somebody the other day i i I was on the phone with an attorney from like the East Coast, or I met somebody at a school on the East Coast, and um, I'm entrusted in the state administration, so I was in trust school there with Canon Financial. And they were like, "Where are you from?" And I was like, "Oh, I'm from Jackson, Mississippi." And they were like, "Oh my gosh, is y'all's water okay?" And I was like, "Yeah, it, I mean, it, it happens every now and again, but yeah, right. it's, it's fine. <laughs> this isn't like a new crisis, right. you know. The media just finally got a hold of it and kind of blew it up. But. Exactly. But I mean, seriously, since. Um you know, the third party administrator came in. I feel like it's been, I mean, I'll, I haven't had any boil water notices uh-huh. or anything like that. So I really feel like it's getting fixed and, um, or I know that it's getting fixed. It's just, you know, years and years of neglect, unfortunately, but I don't know. We're on the rise. <laughs> but nobody wants to talk about it getting fixed. Right. Everybody just wants to talk about the problem and complain about it. But then now it's getting fixed and it's like, well, where's the coverage? Exactly. Right? Where's the media coverage of that? So that would be nice to hear about. Yeah. I hate to put you on the spot here, but do you know what are the stats right now as far as, you know, I was reading an article the other day showing the flight out of California and New York. And, you know, obviously they're se- everybody's selling mainly in southern southern states, but you could, there was a part on the map showed Mississippi. Do we do we have any numbers on 
how many people are coming from these areas? I don't want to lie to you, so yeah. I don't want to push out any right. <laughs> any stats. But, I mean, that's been mass migration out of mm-hmm. there. And even, you know, a lot of people have been going to Texas, and now pe- companies and people are like, whoa, now Texas is getting really expensive. Right. And, you know, so I think that they're just going to keep coming. And I really think that there's still a trend of people not really wanting to go to these huge cities. I think COVID kind of mm-hmm. pushed people out to more rural you know, areas. So. We're definitely more spread out here. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, I will say, if you decide to move here, make sure you don't decide to move here in July or August. You don't want it's those to be your warm. first two months yeah. here. Yeah. So. I just keep saying that, like, thank the Lord we have air conditioning, you know. <laughs> oh, My yes. um, grandparents immigrated over here from Italy and Greece, and they thought that air conditioning was, like, the worst. They had, like, called called this thing Culpa DR, which is, like, the culpability of air. So I wanted to, like, turn off all of the air conditioning <laughs> and that, and Europeans still think that way. And I'm like, I thank the Lord we've got air <laughs> conditioning, <laughs> you know. I think yeah. it's a, the best, but. Yeah, you know, my grandparents grew up here in Mississippi, which they did not have air conditioning. I think back, you know, like we're going through the hottest month supposedly that we've ever had on record. I'm like, how could you (laughs) live without air conditioning? I know you think that, but like at the same time, like it's the hottest month, but only by like a couple degrees. So like, it's not like they were suffering in like 85 degree when we're in hundred. They were still at like 97, 98. So yeah. I mean, once you get to that temp, it's like, I mean, there's not much difference. So right. (laughs) There's really not. But are there any future projects that maybe you can talk about that you're excited about? Are there any like big time projects that you're working on right now? Um, So I've heard this said before and I think it's funny, but in economic development, it's kind of like fight club. You don't talk about, you know, the, I I figured that'd be the answer, (laughs) the announcements that are coming, but we obviously have some things in the pipeline right now that we're working on. I think that one of the, things that as a region we're working on is just that site development you know getting our sites up and ready um and you know madison county has had that for the past couple of years as they've been getting their sites ready and you see what all has located out there so just trying to um you know really get that in the rest of the counties that i cover you know warren county um is putting together a huge port site which is going to be amazing and really transformational for that area um, because they haven't had you know a big port site in many years so i think that's going to be huge rankin county continues to work on their sites um they're getting a spec building being built and then hines county same thing keep putting money and getting things updated on their site so i think that's kind of what we're working on is just site development and again that's all throughout the state that we just need more product um but we have some big projects that we're working on, hoping that they land. But again, can't talk about it. So. Yeah. Well, that's good. At least there's some big projects <laughs> yeah. in the work. Yeah. I mean, we got plenty of dirt here. So. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> plenty of dirt. As long as you avoid the Yazoo clay, you're good. Right. right. <laughs> well, uh, good time for a bourbon break. Yeah, absolutely. Dakota, give us your thoughts on Old Camp. Old Camp. I almost called Pe- it Old Champ. Pe- <laughs> <laughs> Peach Pecan Whiskey. Um, it's good. Again, I'm not a sweet guy uh either so you gave it what 5.8 i'm gonna go 6.3 because it is easy to drink that could be a daily drinker for somebody for sure it almost tastes like dessert i was gonna say i don't know if this makes sense but it tastes to me like a snow cone flavor yeah like it tastes like something i don't know what that says about me. like a syrup or something yeah Yeah. very sweet extremely sweet eat a nice solid hefty dinner and then have a little bit of this for dessert that'd be pretty good yeah that's not bad yeah so, 
back to the podcast. So I know we got a little bit of your thoughts on this, Gabby, but what are your thoughts on current economic development area and statewide as far as, and I know we're moving forward as a state, right? In, in the way that we go about business deals and things like that. And like we talked about before the companies coming in, but what are your thoughts on the matter and where do you want to see it in the future as opposed to where it is now? I think that, and we're doing this now, but I think that workforce is still going to be a huge issue. Um, and, you know, Accelerate was created under Governor Reed's leadership, and they're going to continue kind of pushing the state forward in that way. And I really think that, again, that's kind of the biggest issue right now. Um, that and product development, which we're trying to tackle. But, again, it's the long game. It's not going to be, you know, solved overnight. So I don't know if that answers your question, but I guess those are what I would consider the two biggest topics right now. And that's what a lot of people are trying to tackle is just the workforce issue of, you know, people always say people don't want to work nowadays. I don't know that that's necessarily true, but, you know, if there's so many different layers to that of, you know, if you're a single mom and the place you work doesn't have daycare and you don't have anybody to help you, well, how can you get to work? You know, there's so many socioeconomic issues that are involved with all of this that, again, it's like, I don't know how to solve it, but I know that there's people that are very competent that are trying to. So I don't know. Yeah, I remember Gabriel Prado's episode um, when we were talking about all of this with him. He kind of was talking about work-life balance, and he was like, that's one of the key things that a lot of businesses have been pouring money into um, when they're coming into Mississippi is like, yeah, you also get an allowance for daycare or you also get, you know, this and that. And he was talking about, you know, that's a a huge piece to what he wants to help bring to Mississippi too. So it's great that we've got that coming from multiple angles now with, with, (laughs) with you guys and, and people like Gabriel too. Well, I think that is important. I think, you know, where we live, we're kind of blessed here in Mississippi because you do, there, there are a lot of things to do around the Jackson Metro area. I mean, you've got, the, the Randy Watkins golf courses. You got these great golf courses that you can go play golf at. Golf at. I mean, a lot of people think, oh, it's Mississippi. There's nothing to do outside of work. But I think there is a lot of investment going into those And things. I always so. laugh like when people are like, there's nothing to do here. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, Taylor Swift isn't going to come and play a concert here. But, like, we have concerts. Right. And- it's cheap to go to a big, you know, it's cheap to go to New Orleans. It's cheap to go to like Nashville. You actually have money to do those things. If you lived in, you know, a big city, like, I don't know how you have money to go and do things, but you know, I think we have like some of the best restaurants around here. I think that we have great outdoor life. I mean, I don't know. Again, I say, if you want to live in a big city, that's fine, but that's not my thing. (laughs) Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, I grew up here my whole, not, specifically here in the Jackson metro area, but in Mississippi my whole life, lived here my whole life. So, I mean, it's hard for me to speak yeah. you know, <laughs> what it would be like in another yeah. city, but I wouldn't want to live anywhere else. That's for sure. So. Yeah. And it's kind of like what you were alluding to before when you said, I, if I could just get people here, right. like if you could just come see it, if you could meet the people and you know, your neighbors down the street and that kind of thing, it's, it's a wonderful place. And yeah. everyone is I mean, 99% of the people are going to be extremely hospitable and very nice to you as long as you're nice to them, you know, and don't come off weird or creepy or something. But it's... And even then, you could probably find a little... Yeah. Somebody to be nice to you. Someone's going to be nice to you, you know? Bless his heart, you know, that kind of thing, but... Well, and, you know, 
like from a business standpoint, like you said, everybody truly does know everybody or, you know, someone that knows that person. Right. And so you are able, it makes it a lot easier from a business standpoint. You're able to make one phone call and really get in touch with whoever. Right. It doesn't know. matter who yeah. you are. You're a big fish in right. the pond. So, so it's, uh, I, I wouldn't want to live anywhere else. And I encourage anybody that wants to come live in Mississippi to do it. Yeah. So. <laughs> I know there's a huge issue with what they call brain drain, right? Yeah. And people growing up in Jackson, in Mississippi, and we go to Mississippi College, Millsaps, Starkville, MSU, Ole Miss, you go wherever, you go off somewhere else, Vandy somewhere, and you, you don't come just, back. Yeah, you could have just left that at Starkville. You, you just, yeah. <laughs> just go to Starkville. <laughs> you just, you leave, um, and you don't come back, and you get a job somewhere else, and you're making hundred thousand, hundred fifty thousand right out of college or something because you've got your MBA now and you're in Nashville or New York or something like that. Whereas that money, like we we're talking about earlier, doesn't go as far. Is there, do you have any ideas, the brain drain and how to kind of combat that? I know you, it, it's a tough balance, right? Because right. you're working on getting these companies to come in at the same time as you're trying to not let right. these people leave. And I think, you know, it is an issue in, I think that it's something we all do need to work on. Hey, like we have people coming from all over the country to go to Ole Miss and State and Southern and Jackson State and all, you know, I think that we need to work on providing and creating opportunities to keep those students here. But realistically, if you're 22 years old, you're going to want to, if you're from Mississippi, a lot of them are, a lot of people are going to say, hey, I just need to get out. And I think that then they're going to start getting married and having kids. And then they're going to say, hey, you know what? I actually like the way that I grew up, Uh, you know want to kind of be closer to family and that sort of thing. So I think that, you know, if we could try to capture that audience, I think that it's a little bit, would be a little bit easier than the, you know, 22 year old that is wanting to go out and see the world and experience it. Cause you know, you can't fault people like that, but I do think, you know, the kind of older, more established people are people that are getting established. If we could try to create opportunities for that group of people, um, I think that you would be able to get them to move back. So that's my opinion, at least. I don't know if that <laughs> makes well, sense. But. Well, Dakota, we helped the average a lot whenever we decided to stay in Mississippi. Yes, we did. We did. Significantly. Didn't move at all. Yeah. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> no, but that's, I mean, that's an important topic that is getting discussed, but has not been discussed enough in the past. And so preventing that that population from staying away and getting them to maybe come back, like you said. Right. And I think, I mean personally i'm like i want my future kids to be around people that are really nice and community oriented and that sort of thing and not kind of isolated and so yeah and you still get a lot of that the nice thing about mississippi even if you're in a what we would consider a larger city you still get the small town feel right you know i grew up in a small town and you know you go over to brandon 042 you got the small town you know flowwood i mean it's it's basically a small town set up a little bit different but even right. jackson and you know you have all these communities here or madison um you very much get the small town feel which is i think lost in a lot of places now right so. it's always i was flying out for work earlier this week and a co-worker and i were laughing we're like we can't get on the flight to atlanta without knowing at least three people you know what I mean? oh yeah and so, uh, which I love about it, but you know, I'd love to, I love to go through the airport in five minutes and get there 20 minutes before the plane's about to take off, you know? 
So yeah, that, what is, that is, I love when people are always like, we got to get to the airport two hours early, the Jackson airport. I'm like, no, you don't have to get there two hours early. <laughs> Absolutely. Like 20 you get there about 30 fine. minutes before. <laughs> Your hardest part is going to be parking. Yeah. Once you get that, you're good. So what does it look like? Uh, for that aspect of your job to go to these other companies and I guess you like pitch Mississippi? Yeah. So how a lot of it or how I would say 80, 90% of it happens is companies hire site selection consultants and then site, site selection consultants will actually go and do these, you know, site selection for the company. And so they'll send out what's called a request for information and they'll send it out to communities and say, Hey, we're looking for a 300 acre site. And you know, it has to have rail. It has to, it kind of put determining factors of what the company is needing. You know, we need to be in this sort of population. Um, And so then they go and you fill out the RFI and then you'll hopefully get what's called a site visit. And that's when the company and the consultant will come in and do, um, you know, like put their boots on the ground, as we say, and, you know, really study the site. And that process, you know, kind of varies from project to project. But, you know, that's when incentives are starting to, you know, become involved. But I would say incentives are probably the, you know, you think whenever you start talking about economic development that, Companies are we just need to give them a tax break. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But that's really not that is not what's driving companies anymore. Um, you know, they want to be in a place where they know they can get their workforce. They want to be speed to market is really the new incentive is what I keep hearing. And I found is true is if you can, you know, start turning dirt as quickly as possible. That's what companies are after, because to your point earlier, like the quicker you can, you know, start making something quicker you're going to start getting that return so those demographics are huge in those reports right and so that's um you know again you can't incentives only make a good site better they don't make a bad site great so good deal well gabby thanks for coming on today uh you want to give us your thoughts on the bourbon again i think it kind of tastes like a snow cone i don't know (laughs) like i don't know it's like very dessert like um but you know, I probably would rate it. Uh, I think I'm going to say a five point nine. Five point nine. <laughs> well, good. We, yeah. we will How's get, that math. Look, we will give it. A, we'll give it a six point zero. Six point zero. I like it. I like it. <laughs> well, to all our listeners, uh, thanks for tuning in this week. If you would go follow us on social media and. Give us a like on social media. And then also, if you would rate the podcast on whatever platform you stream it on. And we will see you next week. And Gabby, uh, if there's a company out there that's saying, hey, we're wanting to, we're looking for a location in Mississippi sounds like a great place. What's the best way for them to get in touch with y'all? Um, you can get in touch with me directly. Gabby Nizo at the Greater Jackson Alliance. Um, and then... Or you could reach out to the Mississippi Development Authority, and they can get you where you want to go. Good deal. Well, thanks for coming on today. Thank you all so much for having me. Hope you guys enjoyed this episode. If you have any feedback or would like to be featured, reach out to us at bourbonandbusinesspodcast at gmail.com. Or find us on Instagram at bourbonandbusinesspodcast. Thanks again for listening. Follow us for more content and info on the next episode.